Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. This is Bert Harper along with my son, Nathan Harper, and it's our joy to host this program. Nathan, you know, when you study the great history of America, one of the great things that you study, if you really study it long and hard, are the Great Awakenings that God is always working. And he worked the first great awakening. The eastern seaboard was completely changed. Out of that came, really, the United States of America. It preceded uh, the Declaration of Independence and Constitution. God moved, and because of that movement, the freedom that America has in missions, the freedom we've had in proclaiming the gospel— directly related to the First Great Awakening. Absolutely. And you can even take it further to the Second Great Awakening and and churches planted out of that multiplied, even down here into where we're located, what we would call uh, the Bible Belt uh, here in North Mississippi, where we're recording and having this conversation from. Churches all around uh, sprung up from folks that had been affected by even the Second Great Awakening coming and planting uh, countries uh, Country churches out in the frontier at that time of Mississippi. Now it's kind of, you know, we've been here a while. Yeah, you. one of the great things is seeing when a church was started, and you see a lot of them started during that 1800, early 1800s. They were founded and started. Some of them are still going strong. We praise the Lord for that. Well, speaking of awakenings or revivals or renewals, we have some guests today that we want to talk to with about revive. Now, uh, before you can be vived, you got uh, before you can be revived. Somebody said you got to be vived first, you know, <laughs> right. revival. And but we're talking about people reaching people, and that's so important. Uh, you know, that's that's what it's about. Jesus sent them out two by two to reach people, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, you can't um, you can't truly. I think uh, maybe this is just my opinion, but you can't really claim to be a follower of Jesus, uh, a disciple of Jesus, if you're not at least willing and making the effort to make disciples of Jesus, you know, and and tell tell the story that how God has changed your life. Um, we should be, um, yeah, as we follow Jesus, we should be bold in our witness to uh, to proclaim his name to those around us. And one of the ministries that has resulted from this is Revive. And uh, we have guests today that are local here in northeast Mississippi, and it's always a joy to have people here in our area that is carrying out the Great Commission. I mean, we we talk to people around the world, but sometimes we talk to them locally. But we hope it helps local areas somewhere else to say, I believe if they can do that in North Mississippi, we could do it in our area. So that's our goal. Our guest is Gary Robinson and Corey Clark. Welcome, guys. 
Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, Gary, you. you've been on this program before with your wife, and uh, that was early on, Revive Mississippi. Y'all have grown since then, been very active since then, haven't you? In the last couple of years, things seem to have just absolutely exploded, and I, I, I wonder sometime if, if the Lord's just testing us to see exactly how far we're going to take this. But uh, it has. It has really, really come alive these last uh, couple of years. Yeah, we have uh, just recently we spent two weeks in Grenada, Mississippi, a, a, a town here in North Mississippi that, uh, well, actually it's supposed to be a week, uh-huh. and, and it went so well. And this is 104-degree heat index temperature every day, and every night under that tent we had anywhere from 150 to 200 people, and it, it, to the point where they extended it for another week. Yeah. So it, it's just been it, it's just been amazing. Amen. That sounds like what it was once. You know, they would have summer revivals. Churches. That's the only time they could have revivals in the, was in the summer. Now the reason was back then is because of agriculture. You know, that was the only time the farmers were free because yeah. the rest of the time they were either planting or receiving. <laughs> or winter time they couldn't get out. But, the days so, were longer, so you had... Yeah, you had that time. Also, that's where the camp meetings came in sure. during that period of time, and so that's a good history. Mm-hmm. God's doing that. Mm-hmm. But Revive uh, Revive Mississippi is only a part of the Revive ministry, isn't it? Well, it, it's actually morphed into something amazing. Uh, it started out as a national ministry. The The goal of the ministry was to to be in all 50 states and, and go in and, and, and model what we do, uh, assist in that and then set up teams to to stay there as after we left and then um, follow up with them at a later date and and that's uh, Pam and I are the state coordinators for Mississippi but uh, the and the ultimate goal was to culminate the ministry in Jerusalem which they've already done uh, a land purchase there and they're uh, planning on building a six-story complex to train people now that we're Oh, we're actually international. <clears throat> During the COVID epidemic, we couldn't go to new states. We've been in uh, 18 states. Now we're in Sioux City, Iowa. It's going to be our next state. There'll be just soon. We'll be there. And um, they, they, so they did a two-year in-depth Bible study showing Jesus Christ in every book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. They they recorded it, and somehow I don't know the process, but somehow it got into Africa. And now we're in 41 countries around the world. And the neat thing about what they're doing is they'll find a, 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 a place that's interested in it. They'll send a, 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 an iPad or a laptop with that, with that program in it and translate it into the language of those tribes and send it in. And it, I, I wish I could visit some of these places because <laughs> I can just imagine these mud huts where there's 150, 200 tribesmen out there. And then what happens is you, you set a leader up in there. And then in Jerusalem, what we'll do is on the second floor of the new building, they'll be training individuals to continue that work in their individual countries. Uh, and then they'll have the top floor will be uh, upper room out of Dallas, Texas. We'll, we'll have a, a 24-hour uh, worship and praise uh, set there, and then we'll have the bottom floor as a convention center and, and kind of a moneymaker, and then three b- floors below for parking and, of course, a bomb shelter. <laughs> In Jerusalem. In no Jerusalem. Nathan, did you hear that? He find an individual or somebody that is willing to do it. Sounds like that person of influence, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's what that's how the gospel spreads. The gospel always spreads through social networks, uh, but 
to get into a social network, you have to – it usually starts with a point person, um, whether it's a person of peace or even a person of influence who allows the gospel to spread through their own social networks. Um, and that's how one community uh, can see the gospel uh, not just um, – saturate their own community, but then it can jump and spread like you're talking about. It. Somehow it gets over to Africa. Um, and that's what the gospel does. And But it works. God works through people um, sharing, willing, and equipped and ready to share the good news of Jesus with others. Mm. Um, so you've talked about uh, sort of, you know, the, the results and some of the multiplication that you've seen. Uh, but tell us, like, pretend you're talking to someone who has no idea what we're talking about. What is this Revive ministry? What is Revive Mississippi? Um, what do you guys do? We, there's content, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some training going on. But what, what at its core, what do you guys do? Our, our purpose is, is to share the good news of Jesus Christ, in not only worldwide, but community-wide. We break it down to communities. And you you mentioned person of peace, and that's exactly the format of our of our ministry. Is we go, it's a twelve month process to come into a new state, and that's what we're looking for is that person of peace. We use that scripture about you know find a place that's that's a person of peace and stay there, and that's exactly what we do. Um, we we try to set it up as closely as we can to scripture, and um, and and so we. We'll break up into uh, teams. We'll meet as a as a group. Uh, we break up into teams. Uh, we we really allow the Holy Spirit to rule what we're doing. So we'll pray about where we're supposed to go. And now, listen, I was brought up in a very conservative background, and so I'm still getting used to this Holy <laughs> freedom, Spirit aspect. This freedom of <laughs> yeah. following the Holy Spirit. Yes. Wow, dude. <laughs> and and so we'll pray. The first few times we did this, I, you know, I did this in Indiana where we had an amazing move of God in that region in, in uh, North Indiana. And when we came back, I was team leader going out and, and sharing with people how we do this. And I would tell them, pray for uh, a color, for the Holy Spirit to give you some sort of color, a street name or, or something like that. And he does that. He really does that. I can't tell you how many times we'd be out on teams and somebody would say, well, I saw the color blue. There's a blue car in the car, driveway, the, the the number 326 or something like that, and that's the address. And so we go and we have phenomenal success in in these homes as we, as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us out. But we break into teams of four, go out, and then we'll break into teams of two. And then we'll just take – we and we do different things in different towns. Um, the last city we went in, we went in Haleyville, Alabama, which is close to here, and uh, we we made up 200 sack lunches, and we had that those those churches go out, and they were so bold they would knock on doors, uh, pray with folks, and then in that process we have uh, that we have a request: is there anything we can pray with you about? And in the South, especially, you know, you get affirmative uh, answers to that, and so we let them. We they let us pray, and then we always give them this multicolored wristband, and it's got the old Roman road on it. There's nothing new about what we do. We're just doing the old, and so the so the person will give them the wristband, and we'll explain the colors and the verses, and then uh, we have a small Bible that's indexed with the same colors on the outside of the Bible that's on the wristband, and we allow that person to read through those scriptures, for all of sin falls short. And and as they read through those, I, there's just something about them hearing themselves read scripture. There's power in the word, you know. 
and and the you can see the Holy Spirit starting to work on these folks, and then at the end of that, they have an opportunity to pray to receive Christ. Now, in our situation, we actually take, can take it to the next step. We have a portable baptismal trailer <laughs> that uh, is set up with a pump filter and heater, and we've got an old watering trough in the back. And uh, I think the first year we had that, we baptized over 100 people out mm-hmm. on the street. Mm-hmm. And well, now, that, that's more biblical than yeah. it is inside the church. Yeah, public, to, uh, public, yeah public profession. Yeah. profession yes. it, it, it's just amazing. But now our purpose is to get people in church. Now, please, uh, I, I please understand, understand that. that. Yeah. Uh, so we have a discipleship program, program called Project 52 that's really good for one-on-one. What we love to see is if, if you lead someone to Christ, if you're in McDonald's and you happen to see this person and you, they pray to receive Christ, the, the ultimate good is for you to di- disciple that person. We have a, a book. It's 26 stories out of the New Testament, 26 out of the Old. No theological background to it. It's just a story. And it's just the fact that you're spending time with that individual. And, and I'm telling you, there, people are hungry to hear the gospel. And yes, it's it's That's frustrating to see it not happen. But, I mean, because these people are out there, and I can't tell you how many times that we've gone up and, and they don't get through the second scripture before they're crying. Mm-hmm. We had a man recently, uh, we were eating at a local restaurant, and there was other people out on this patio eating. And he came up to my wife and I, and he didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for food. He asked us, can you pray for us? Amen. Amen. Well, we've been talking to Gary Robinson, who is the director here, he and his wife, Pam, in, of Revive Mississippi in the Mississippi area, spilling over into Alabama. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm glad you let Alabama yeah. have a little bit of what Mississippi <laughs> We need some help over there. We need some help over there. But we have a pastor here. We've already introduced him, Corey Clark, but we haven't heard from him. Corey, welcome. Yeah, thank you for, for having me. Well, tell us your participation in Revive Mississippi. Well, as you said, I pastor Grace Fellowship in Calhoun City. Back in 2019, uh, praying, you know, praying for revival like many Christians do, I began to hear the Holy Spirit say that revival was coming to this region here in Mississippi, and uh, and I believe he was. He began to say that he was this revival. He was going to call the remnant out of every denomination, mm-hmm. begin to call them together into unity to go after this end time harvest. Like he said, the people are people are hungry for the truth. People are hungry for the gospel. And um, as I began to pray into this thing, I uh, I met Gary and Pam at a revival in Pontotoc, Mississippi, back in June, and the Lord had dropped Firefall Ministries in my in my heart that. Uh, to begin to start revivals and bring different ministry gifts together because in reality this end time moves not going to be just a one man show anymore mm-hmm. i believe this mm-hmm. end time moves going to be the lay people uh stepping into their identity in christ and begin to share the gospel and demonstrate the gospel and and win thousands even into the millions i believe so i met gary and pam and uh, I love what they do with Revive Mississippi. They take teams out in the community. And what we've done is, is as we merge together and begin to have these tent meetings. And in Pontotoc, I believe there was 27 saved. And mm-hmm. um, in Grenada, there was like 35 or so. Yeah, and this yeah. is just a powerful story how the Holy Spirit's moving in this end time. Uh, a couple of days they were out there. 
uh, and just people pulled in off the road, just came mm-hmm. in and said, uh, we've been running from God. We want to give our life to Jesus. Sure and they just baptized them right there. <laughs> I remember one night, I've never seen this before in my, my whole life, I was preaching. This guy pulls up in a truck, jumps out. He's got jeans, no shirt on. He hollers out. Where's the preacher? Where's the preacher? <laughs> and so I just turn, I turn around. I mean, this is just Holy Spirit drawing people like never before. And um, he said, I've been running from God my whole life. I want to get saved and baptized. And we just stopped the, the <laughs> preaching. Um, a guy went out there and baptized him in the mobile baptistry. Yeah, and and, and listen, this guy was pulling a camper, and, yeah. and and we were a little concerned because on the camper above the door, the number yeah. 666 oh, was wow. above the camper door. Yeah. And he had pulled by a couple of times. Somebody had seen him, and then he finally came in and just just amazing, just yeah. amazing. In our day, you wonder, right? Yes, you yeah. do. And what, what's yes, he going to do? do? Yes, you do. But the power uh, of God, sound like got over him. Absolutely. It is powerful. We had, like I said, we had like 35, we had 35 get saved, give their heart to Jesus. We got a revival coming up, and we We've teamed up with Revive Mississippi, and we believe we've got a powerful formula. It's biblical. We do a nightly meeting, different ministry gifts coming together, a different speaker every night. We, and Gary takes out trains and takes out teams during the day. We've got one coming up in Oxford, Mississippi, September 12th through the 16th. It'll be by Cannon. Uh, Chevrolet there on the four lane. We got one coming up in Vardaman September the uh, 4th through the 10th. We also, we've got another one coming coming up in Pontotoc October the 10th through the 16th and under the pavilion beside, um, yeah. what's the little uh, Tanglefoot Trail okay. there downtown. Also, we've just uh, secured the Anchor Church in Verona. We'll start one there October 16th. We hadn't set an end date. We just got a start date. Start. We'll have one there. Amen. So uh, God's moving. Uh, the Holy Spirit is drawing people like never before. We're excited. We're mm-hmm. all on fire for God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we tend to think that um, we're waiting on God, but in reality, God's <laughs> waiting on us. Get right with God. Yeah. You know what I hear, Nathan? One of the things I hear is partnership. Yeah. Here here is Corey. Here's Gary. God brings them together. I've noticed that in the scriptures mm-hmm. again and again, how God loves that. Uh, you know, churches working together, individuals work, working together to partnership. And usually, you know what happens during that time? God gets mm-hmm. greater Absolutely. glory. Yeah, when, yeah. when it's just one quote, uh, it tends to, oh, man, look what they have done. But in a partnership, a lot of times, look what God has done. Yeah. Well, it, 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 the thing about it, it, it's evident that not one denomination is going to be able to get this. Not one church is going to be able to get this. But the neat thing is just merging our talents and our and our giftings together. Yes. And then, and listen, when we do this, there's nobody that's highlighted. There's nobody that it's just, it's just all of us working in that same direction. And, and, and listen, we just get to be a part of it. I I really feel like I I get this picture in my mind of a, of a puzzle and we're just a little piece of that puzzle. And I am so happy that we're in the picture. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, If a piece is not there, it's something's missing. Yeah. Yeah, Talking about gospel partnerships, you know, Paul writes to the church in Philippi in chapter Mm -hmm. one, Philippians chapter one. Uh, verses 3 and following, but he gets to verse 5, and he, he's, he's thanking God as he remembers them. As he's in prison and he's writing these words, he's remembering uh, this this local body in a, you know, it'd be like a small town like in North Mississippi, but there's Philippi, and he's remembering 
the brothers and sisters there, and he's thanking God for them, and he's thanking them for their partnership with him in the gospel. And then he says, verse 6, I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I believe that so many churches, so many followers of Jesus, um, we have we have stopped short of completion. We've missed out on what God is wanting to complete in us. Uh, we're incomplete because of lack of partnership, yeah. lack of gospel. We, we've tried to do it ourselves, mm-hmm. and we can only go so far on our own. We have to have others. We have to have the others' gifts, talents, abilities, mm-hmm. and their heart along with ours in partnering with the gospel if we want to see what God wants to complete and do. And that's that's what this revive is about. It's about well, seeing God complete what he started. Well, it's because we don't go off on one ditch or the other— we can we, any Christian church we can we can fellowship with. We in Ohio we actually had a Church of Christ join in with us, yeah. and and it, and you know while everybody's sitting, is this going to work? It was beautiful. You know they went to one of our services and they kind of put up with our worship type. You know, <laughs> and, but then we went to theirs in this beautiful acapella worship. It was just amazing. So, mm. I, I, in, in this ministry, we find more similarities. Yes. Within the body, then we do differences. And we need to yes. major on those. We yes. do. We really do. We do. Speaking of partnership in the Bible, this is, I, I love that one. Another one I love is in the book of Colossians. Paul was writing to the church at Colossae and wrote him a letter. Mm-hmm. And he said, by the way, this is at the end. He said, let the Laodiceans read this letter as well. And then he says, and you guys need to read the letter I wrote to the church at Laodicea. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have that one in the Bible. When I get to heaven, that's one of my requests. I want to mm-hmm. see what Paul wrote yeah. to the Laodiceans <laughs> and see yeah. see what, what, what we missed. Now, I, that doesn't mean I don't believe we have the Bible. We have the Bible God wants us yeah. to have complete. We're not mm-hmm. missing out yeah. on that, but that's just in uh, curiosity. Let me ask you this. When you think about other areas, other states, I was about to start— Give a—I would say give a—put the desire in someone's heart that's listening to this and say, what's happening here in North Mississippi with this partnership and having these different areas, these meetings at different locations in different cities, kind of give a invitation to a, a church somewhere listening or some people— Man, we need that. What what would they do, Gary? The the interesting thing is, and what we find in in these states is that we'll put out we'll we'll have a we'll establish an event or, or a time frame where we go in, but then what happens is we invite different pastors from different counties, and they come in and they see what we're doing, and they say, "Can we do this in our county?" And so so you see, it's a progressive thing. It's it's a it's like a good disease, you know. And I don't want to see a cure for it. <laughs> you know, as we go in, it just it just kind of multiplies as we go yeah. forward, and 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 I, you know, that's all scriptural. That that's all scriptural. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're, like I say, Sioux City, Iowa's going on. It's a twelve month process to go into a state, typically, where we go in, we visit, we model, we share, we invite more people, and then we and then we'll have a a prayer week, and then that, on that twelfth month, the thirteenth month, we start going into that city and pouring into the city. Listen. We've in Indiana. We had public schools give excused absences for the children to go out with us. Wow. Uh, the, the, the largest foundry in the United States in Chrysler, in Indiana, 
uh, invited their chaplain there, invited the team in, and we were there 24 hours and shared the gospel with all those workers in that factory. Uh, when 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 people start seeing things manifest, they open up in a in a larger way to what we're trying to do. And so, listen, I would just encourage anybody that's interested in doing this uh, to contact Time to Revive and out of uh, Richardson, Texas, and. Um, you can Google them and find out all the information that you want. But listen, our goal, again, and we're wanting to hurry this up because there's a timeline for, for Kyle and the team to get to Jerusalem. And so we're wanting to get this, expedite this thing, and, and, and then see what happens when God brings this thing to the, the city of Jerusalem. So as uh, you're listening uh, at this time, you might just want to say, you know, I mean, it's amazing to hear what God is doing and how th- how He's working all over the place. You know, uh, as as the children's book uh, Chronicles of Narnia might say, you know, Aslan is on the move. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God is working everywhere. Yes, but someone might be saying, "I want to see God work in my life in this way." You know, I might have been like that gentleman running from God. Yeah, for my whole life, or for whatever part of your life. Um, can you know, brother, brother Corey? Could you maybe speak to that person and just what what does God have for them to hear today? Well, in my, my own personal life, I come out of a very very dark past, and um, I tried to find help every every other avenue um, that the world could offer. Um, you know, psychiatrist, um, different different avenues, and uh, the extremely dark past. And but when I turned to Jesus, and I, I I give my attention. I cried out to Jesus. He came in and he saved me. He set me free. He's given me a life. Maybe you're out there. You're struggling with addiction. If you're out there struggling with addiction, there's a way out. Uh, There's a way out through faith in Jesus Christ. He'll come in. He'll set you free. From whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Um, I just would encourage you out people listening to me out there, just, just get down on your knees like I did and and cry out to Jesus, ask him to come into your heart, and just simply believe. Get in a good Bible teaching church. Get in. Um, after you get born again, uh, the Word says, if you'll believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and if you'll confess Jesus as Lord, it says you shall be saved. And then get in a good church. Become, uh, begin to become discipled, and let him, um, let him bring out his plan for your life. You know, can I just give one little last testimony of these, uh, these revivals? What we've been seeing Go right is ahead. pretty powerful uh, because the gospel is not only about proclamation; it's about demonstration. Yes, absolutely, it is. It's about demonstration. And this woman, she came to the revival in Grenada, and she had a she had a small tumor on one of her lungs, and she came up for prayer, and uh, she was extremely fearful and just just scared to death, and. Um, she hadn't been given a good diagnosis, and we've actually we've actually seen uh, four healed of cancer uh, here in the last three to four months. Yeah, and she came up and she got she got prayer because Jesus is the healer. He not only saves you and forgives you of your sins, but He is the healer also. Mm-hmm. And we prayed we prayed for her, and she went in to have the the scheduled procedure for the next uh, on the next Tuesday. She went in, got put under anesthesia. And they woke her up and they said, ma'am, the tumor's no longer there. The tumor's no longer there. We've seen another woman just recently healed a stage four colon cancer. It's powerful. powerful. So God's not 
only drawing people to forgiveness of sins. He's also healing people. Amen. Hey, Nathan, God's not dead. He's still he, alive. He's still Amen. alive. The Absolutely. website is uh, the website you want to check out is timetorevive.com. So we want to encourage you to check that out, timetorevive.com. Our guest today again, Gary Robinson, Corey Clark. Thank you guys for being with us. It's been a great time. And hey, Gary, welcome back. I'm telling you, I'm 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 <laughs> waiting for. I want to have a bigger story to tell next time. We're Amen. Here. Well, we'll do it yeah. again. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. Tell someone about the Lord Jesus Christ. It'll change their life.